Hi guys, welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. This is episode seven, pre-game preparation for your perfect interview. Welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. No capes, no superpowers, just hustle. Not Wonder Woman removes the myth of the ladies who, quote, have it all and gives practical insight to help you, the working woman, conquer the world like the boss babes we know you are. Hello, all you hustling boss babes. It's Mel and I'm here with Kieran and we are so excited to bring you episode number seven, pregame preparations for the perfect interview. How are you doing, Kieran? I am doing great. Thank you very much. And how has your week been so far? So I'm probably, it's Monday, so I'm probably going to be speaking about last week, which was my first week back after the Easter holidays. It was really good. There was lots to do. You know, I don't know about you, but when you take, when I take any time off, it's not as if that the work that I was missing out on while I was taking my annual leave gets done. So I come back to the work, but actually it was nice to get back into a routine. Poppy is back at nursery. It's her last term before she starts big school, but she had, we had amazing weather last week. Amazing weather in the UK. It was so nice. I say UK, sorry, just in the, it was, oh my gosh, it was so well-deserved, so necessary, (laughs) but actually it wasn't the whole of the UK because I spoke to somebody in Scotland and they said it was grey and horrible so I think it was just like oh. the south sorry <laughs> I think it was just the south that had the good weather but it was really lovely how was your how was your week so we had a big winter storm that came through and but somehow Houston uh won the day on that and we have some beautiful weather right now that's going on which is cooler than normal so we are not spontaneously combusting when we walk outside in Houston which is great the mm-hmm. husband and I Got a good walk. Got a good walk in. Got some good pool time in. As you Lovely. say, vitamin D. Did I say that right? Vitamin. Vit- vitamin. Is that vitamin. Yeah. Vitamins. Why? Vitamin. What do you say? Okay. Yes. Vitamins. Vitamins. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> vitamin D. But yes. they do the same thing. Help us out. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and it was it was really good though. No, it was really it's been really lovely out here, and so super excited about that. And I, you know, last week got also got to go to a conference for bloggers and podcasters. Yes. So that yeah. was really fun and hope to bring some of that insight into this podcast that we're doing here for everybody else so we're excited about it good good sounds like you had a good week too so what are we talking about today so we're getting people ready for the interview itself Mm -hmm. and you know one of the things that I always think about is that I just think I can go and show up and interview and do a great job and I don't think that is true. Much like anything, everything that you do well takes preparation. Mm -hmm. And so I think this podcast is really important for folks to think about the preparation it takes to really have that perfect interview, because it isn't that you know all the skills, it's that you're really prepared for the actual interview itself. So I hope we get some insight um, for our listeners into Mm -hmm. how they can get prepared. So as you think about it, kind of what is the first step that you think? So you've got the interview. Coming got the your interview. Way. What's I'm, the first I'm, thing you're doing? Yeah. Um, I'm celebrating. I'm excited. I'm glad that I got. <laughs> Happy that I dance. Got, yeah. Happy dance. First. I'm telling a few people. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so I'm sort of. I, I then start evaluating. I might even start getting a bit nervous. Um, I'm presuming they like my CV. They like all of the things that I put on there. And then I tend to go back to the job description. 
and look at my CV, make sure that I'm familiar with the job description. I can do that, 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 that. And then think of some examples of how I can do those things. And just, just, I think it's a lesson in confidence when I'm doing that. You know, yes, you've got all of the skills for the job. And even if I haven't got all of the skills for the job, what I need in order to eventually do those things. Um, what what do you do? You know, when I think about it at first, I, I definitely do some of the same things of thinking about the skills, but I also think about who my references are and I talk to them about it. They're one of the first people I call because sometimes my, well, always my references know how I work. Mm -hmm. And I think they may be able to highlight for me almost better than I can see how I can manifest some of those skills right. and they may help me remember certain mm -hmm. things. So going back to who may be your reference, um, whenever you're thinking about going into the interview, cause you may have put that on your cover letter or you may not, you may be asked after the interview for your references. So I always want to prepare my references for the things that are going to come up in that interview. And I call them very early on to say, you know, here's the job description. Can you help me think of ways that we might have worked together in the past where I've manifested these characteristics right. because sometimes people, other people that were your boss, for example, know you a little bit better, even than you know yourself mm -hmm. in some ways and can think of things you may not be able to think of. So I think that brainstorming idea is definitely important and it really does take time. I would hate for somebody to say, great, I got an interview. Let me do it tomorrow. Don't no. do that. Give yourself, no. you know, a few days. And, um, we can to, tell, you know, we that. can tell those people yeah. that have like left things to the last minute <laughs> and those people who are well prepared. So just don't leave it to the last minute. Be like, start early. Um, I just got a question on the references for you. Are you, yeah. do you just have character references people that have maybe been mentors that have known you very well or are you talking about your current employer because I think the the standard position certainly in my experience is they want your last employer and maybe somebody else um how how does that work for you so for me I do have some references that have been my go-to references for any job and mm -hmm. they were my mentors first bosses but they're also people I've continued to work with over the years mm -hmm. and so that has helped when I've moved into in-house roles they've also still been my clients mm -hmm. and or excuse me they've been the outside law firm that's represented me some t so in that respect they've never stopped working with me oh, at right, any time right, in, okay. in a job okay. which is which is helpful and there may be clients people can think of like that 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 can be a great resource because often it is hard to say that your resource is going to be your current boss. If you're not letting yeah. your company know you're looking yet, no. that may not be feasible. No. So I think about it as clients are also a good reference, especially mm -hmm. if they've had a good experience with you or, or vice versa, if you were the client for them. But those kinds of relationships, I think long-term have been helpful. And then those that have really known you well, my first few jobs I had for many, many years, 10 years, six years. So those jobs, they know most of my past history very well. Mm -hmm. And so those guys are always kind of on standby for me. And I, and I, and I'm on standby for them if they ever need anything, a referral or a reference, but I do like to prep them for the specific job I'm interviewing and thinking about uh, going to, but, but what about you? How do you find your references? It's almost like a technicality here. Just a, a not, a, I say just a tick box, but you know, just to, did you work here? Is this, is this, this person did you hold that title that kind of thing but um right. I think I think one of the other things that that is really important to do and that I certainly do is to do 
your research on the company. I mentioned in our last episode when we were talking about, you know, how to like the, the pre-game preparations to get your dream job that, you know, you want to check out the company. And when you get an interview, you or you definitely want to do that as well, because you may have got the job, you may be offered the interview via a recruiter and you haven't necessarily looked for that job yourself or applied directly. So do your research about the company. Um, I wouldn't just go to their website because I find that companies' websites is, is almost the sales pitch. And unless you're in the industry, there's usually lots of industry-specific words. When you look at it, it... it doesn't always make sense it doesn't it certainly doesn't make sense to always the like a, a consumer or an ordinary person but then if you go and look on social media nowadays they're doing things and and the messaging is slightly different so look everywhere not just the company website do like a google search and see what comes up there will be news articles in other in you know industry rags um but yeah do your research you can see through somebody who hasn't done their research don't you think I think that's so that's so true. And, you know, along those lines, I will say it is it is imperative that you ask whenever you do get the interview who you'll be interviewing with. So you Mm -hmm. can continue that research down Mm -hmm. to the more granular level of who's going to be your interviewer. Mm -hmm. And there may be more than one. And so you'll want to definitely check out that interviewers LinkedIn, you'll want to check out the maybe even the recruiters LinkedIn, just seeing who the recruiter typically works with. Here's a question on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Are you turning off no. your, um, you know, on LinkedIn, you can see who searched you. Are you happy yes. to, for, for an inter- somebody who's interviewing you and a recruiter to see that you've checked out their profile? Do you mind? You know, look, I don't mind at all. I think that means they're doing their homework and that's the kind of person I want to work with. Mm -hmm. Now I have set my own LinkedIn profile to private so that it doesn't show that I'm looking for somebody unless they're a premium member. And I don't know, you know, if they are or Mm -hmm. not. Um, But to me, it is, it doesn't show, certainly doesn't show bad faith. It shows somebody who wants to prepare well. And that is a great thing I think mm-hmm. to show a prospective employer so yeah. I I vote yes I, I I don't even care if they would see me because that just means I'm doing my research and I'm looking them up and mm-hmm. you know it's just bizarre the things you find whenever you really look somebody up that last job I had the recent job the current job I'm in the one of the guys that interviewed me went to my alma mater and and we went to a small small catholic school in houston that mm-hmm. like two thousand people go to and we both went there and so that was right. just immediately mm-hmm. we had something to t- talk about Mm -hmm. just because I'd done a little bit of research on that person. Mm -hmm. And I just think that can go a really long way to see, you know, where those folks have worked previously and and learn a little bit more about them. Mm -hmm. What about you? What about looking up those kinds of people? What did you think about looking on the LinkedIn folks, I guess, too? So when I started in a hiring position, it used to freak me out when I could see that people had been looking at my profile. (laughs) I was just like, oh, they've looked and they haven't turned off their privacy settings. I think I agree with you for um, for an interview. If someone's doing their prep, definitely look at, you know, your interviewers profiles. And I think it shows that you're being professional and, and diligent and, and doing your research. I think I would turn it off just for general snooping on LinkedIn. <laughs> so just that distinction, snooping, maybe turn it off. If you're researching for an, yeah. in, for, for an interview, I think it's fine. Yeah. 
that I'm, I'm going to make uh, that I distinction. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. So have you ever, have you had good success also when you've looked at people that you may be interviewing with, have you had good success finding connections and how to make yeah. connections with those people? Yeah. And maybe what are some tips, tips for folks to find those kind of connections with folks? I think it's really easy nowadays if you're, um, using LinkedIn or if you're, as we've mentioned before, using your network. So, um, once you're in an industry, in, in my experience, it, it can be quite small um, and, and people know each other. So you could you can ask your network, you can say, you know, I've got an interview here. Do you know anybody there? Do you know anybody who's worked there? What do you think? And they may be able to tell you things like, oh, they had a fantastic year last year or they didn't have a very good year or that person used to work there and they left or they're expanding that team. And they're just think they're little things that you can drop into the interview if the if the opportunity presents itself. But it doesn't always have to be related to an individual. It, it again coming back to the to the company and and showing that you know what's going on for the for for the company that you're going that you're potentially going to be working at you that raises a good question for me for you do you if you find somebody in your network that knows the person that's going to interview you very well Mm -hmm. do you have them give a pre pre pre-interview call for Uh, you do you uh, ask do you do you dare ask for that or or what do you think about that listen my life motto is don't ask don't get so if I feel comfortable enough to ask that person to you know let let them know that I'm interviewing with them and that they know me and maybe put in a good word then then I'll do it but and actually the role that I'm in at the moment was definitely through my network so those conversations happened and that was it was almost a, a, a more natural fit I didn't have to ask because that person would put the put the call into me um however I would I would certainly recommend people to you know to do that and and it, it's really up to the person if they feel comfortable to make that call to you know to, to do it if not it could just be can you let them know that I'm coming along for an interview and that we've worked together and but again make sure that that person is somebody that you 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 want to go and give that message for right. you <laughs> so do your due diligence on that That's person right. as well so if you know usually people have got your your best interests at heart so if if you can utilize somebody to to, to put that word in then great I, I think so wouldn't you would you suggest you do that I I think so I you know I did my husband actually worked in another life with my current boss um and he he just let him know but they weren't they weren't in a they were just contemporaries at 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 a company for a number of years Mm -hmm. and he just said hey my wife just put in her resume and you know my husband also is a lawyer so he can at least speak to the fact that I am a lawyer and Mm -hmm. knows generally what I do and 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 so to that end, you know, I think it is helpful and I'm sure that's what helped me get at least a foot in the door. And I also did the same thing for my last job. I had somebody that knew the, my former boss, mm-hmm. give him a call and both of those worked out. I mean, I got the job. So, right. uh, both times. And so I do think it is, you're right. You have to trust them, but I th- also think you just, 
you have to be not afraid to ask the right person to make a call or even just mm-hmm. an email that says, you know, this person, this person is so is. excited mm-hmm. to come meet you next week. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not a re- real recommendation, it's just that they're they're They've told that's me about it. it. They're excited yeah, that's about a it. Great and, and response. Meeting you. That's yeah. a great response. Because if somebody were right. to ask me, maybe I wouldn't always feel comfortable putting in that call and like, you know, really selling this other person. Maybe I don't know them in that respect, but I would... I would always send an email and say, this person, let me know that they have an interview with you. I worked with them here. They're like quite keen to meet you. That That's it. I'm not endorsing that person. I'm not saying they're fantastic for the job. I'm just, I'm, I'm stating a fact. And I think if you're asked that's to right. do something like that, I see no reason why, unless this person is, a, is you know, just not, a pro- <laughs> you know, maybe not somebody that you want to be right. recommended for a genuine reason, then then maybe say, I don't have that relationship with them. You know, just just handle it tactfully. But I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that this person is keen to come along with and meet you and I worked with them at X, Y and Z place. So, yeah, I, get, I think that's another practical that's right. example of using your network because lots of people say this is how you should network and make sure you're networking. But then what are you doing with the network? That's right. And I think along those lines, you know, as you're thinking about people that may be right to to make a call or an email before the interview, you know, I would certainly say list out the people that may be in your own network that have some connection to this person. Mm -hmm. Make sure you understand that connection. Think about it through LinkedIn or even contact them say, how did you work with this person before? So that when you're in the interview, you never want to overstretch your bounds saying, well, I'm sure you work so closely with somebody and you don't really understand the relationship. So if you're going to name drop, which people tend to do sometimes Mm -hmm. in in interviews, make sure you're name dropping. (laughs) correctly yes and know that history pretty well so that's another area i would say that you want to research beforehand if you're if you are a name dropper make sure you understand (laughs) what that relationship is because that's really important otherwise you look silly if you're wrong or off on that so never never do that so you know one of the things i mentioned last week too was about whether uh, about looking at the health of financial health of the company and i do think especially if you come through a recruiter or if you are are able to now know maybe that maybe you didn't even know the name of the company when you applied and before you got the interview. I definitely think now is also again a time to look at their financial records because those allow you to ask prudent questions in an interview. Mm -hmm. So you can really see where activities in the business are going on. And for you, maybe you can give an example of ways that if somebody looked at your company financials, how they could ask some really good questions and prepare for some really good interview questions on that. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, so, yeah. Do you mean in the event that a company's, um, well, I think if they've done, if they did really well in the last financial year, you could say, I saw from your published accounts that you guys had a fantastic year compared to the year before, you know, what led to that success? Like, you know, that's a positive question. And, you know, if anybody went into an interview and said that they'd looked at our accounts, I would be very impressed and that they were able to then compare that to, you know, what we did the year before and determine that we did well. If we hadn't done very well, I would, if you, if you can't always put the question in the most tactful way, I would maybe, maybe leave it maybe you could do some research around that instead of maybe in, instead of asking it in the interview if you think that you may make people defensive yes we're saying do your due diligence but if you're going to ask why a company didn't do very well last year compared to the year before and it looks like 
they might be doing terribly, um, I would maybe tactfully say something like, I can see that your last published accounts don't look as good as the year before is there a particular reason for that how what was the industry doing um was it a tough time you know all round sort of i'm in favor of giving people a get out of jail free card when i'm asking a tough question like that what do you think i would also say you know i always yeah yeah i always ask the question of you know how could i have a positive impact in the role i'm coming to help with that whatever the negative thing is you know Mm -hmm. when you when you're coming in the door you know prepare for things like that Mm -hmm. um the other thing is is i do think about is sometimes you do want to look at who your predecessor is or was yeah and see where they are and why they moved on that's another Mm -hmm. thing because you can really see the skill set that they brought to the table Mm -hmm. assuming they left on reasonably successful terms mm-hmm. or, um, you know, just moved on to another job. That's another area I think you might want to check out. And I will say I had a really good response to this last time when I, I looked up the person that, that I replaced, she was very, very well liked. Mm-hmm. And I asked the question, what did she do that made her so successful here so that I can learn from that and try That's to emulate great that? question. That's a great question. The person that, that I asked that to, he said, that's the best interview question I've ever had. And I was <laughs> exactly. like, great. And that was a CFO of my company. So, you know, when you're in, when, when you do that prior research, you mm. can maybe see from that history, that person, if they moved up in the company, you can say that question, even if you don't know who that person is mm-hmm. just saying, I see this person moved up. What did they do that, that allowed them to be so successful here? You know, what, what, what were those characteristics that really made them stand out? Mm-hmm. And so, that's another good one to kind of prepare for beforehand, but you really need to know what your predecessor did. So mm-hmm. go look that person up, think about who is in that role or other maybe successful people in that company who you're interviewing with, see who's moved up in mm-hmm. other roles and say, Hey, I see these people have been successful here. What characteristics did they exhibit that have made them so successful in this company? I love that. That is, that is actually one of the best interview questions I've heard. Yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on CFO. Um, so yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking about, I mean, we could do a whole episode on interview questions, but in terms of other things that we think people should be aware of, and for me, it is dressing the part. Um, Oh, yeah. I think this is really important. And I don't know, again, this could also be another episode and it probably will be. Um, Do you think it's just, you know, the dark suit, um, whether it's trousers, skirt, you know, like white shirt, definitely is like a matching suit jacket or a, a dress and a jacket. That is, don't deviate from the standard interview attire. What do you think? I think it depends on the job. Right. And I know that's a terrible answer to give anyone any concrete mm-hmm. response, but. If I'm applying to be a creative director of an advertising agency, mm-hmm. I think the suit or the look that I'm portraying is very different than if I'm trying to be a partner in a law firm. Oh, definitely. So it yeah, yeah. really will depend on the in- industry that you're thinking about going into. So if you're in a creative industry, please don't be boring. I just think that's a bad idea. Oh, definitely uh, not. But, no. but, you know, if you... Yeah. Yeah. If you are going into a more traditional type of company, understand that. I always tell people to overdress. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, you know, wear, wear the jacket, the suit, 
And you can tell if people, when you walk in the office, if it's a much more casual environment, you could take off the tie or you could take off the jacket if you're a woman. You know, you can make it work for that environment because it is hard. You don't know any of these people. You're mm-hmm. walking in for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do tend to tell people the, the mistake to make is to overdress and then you're able to take it off. So you have on a scarf, you can take off that scarf, things like that, mm-hmm. that'll allow you to overdress. I, I don't know that it's exactly the time to show every bit of flair as you might not, say uh, in your in your wardrobe <laughs> no. uh, it, so that is the one, the one limitation I would say do keep it reasonably classic yeah but it, that doesn't mean boring no it, it doesn't it just mean boring. Re- reasonably classic. yeah I I'm I agree yeah. with you with the classic and I think if you're going into like a creative environment then maybe you know you're gonna wear a suit that's more on the trendy side which is which may be like it's a, a slimmer fit it's probably not going to have a pinstripe if you're a guy and you know but I, I do think yeah I'm I'm gonna say err on the side of caution and go for the classic people should know that you're and, there for an and interview along the lines of, that's right yeah. and along the lines of preparation you know feel like you've got something in your closet that works. So you want to go buy this outfit now. You mm-hmm. want to think about it before the day of the interview because you normally will have maybe just two or three days to prep. You're not yeah. going to want to go get that suit, oh, all those things. So get that in your wardrobe definitely. now. When you start and, applying. And, and have it ready. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's one less thing and, to And think to about worry it about. being pre- pressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it needs to be pressed. It needs to look together. Your shoes need to fit. You need to have the outfit planned or at least two or three of those you need to be able to walk in the shoes you need to be able to walk in the shoes and you know (laughs) a roller use a lint roller to like get the 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 fluff off those little you know put your best foot forward that's right and it just needs to fit really well you need to feel confident in whatever it is because you you don't want anyone talking about you because they thought you looked weird, you know, no. that you looked disheveled, yeah. that your outfit didn't look right. It just, you want to make sure it fits you like a glove. Mm-hmm. You can have a tailor do that for very cheap. Just make sure that that, it, that part is impeccable mm-hmm. because what you want to stand out is you, your resume, your experience. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to stand out. Not, I don't think, not your dress. No, I agree with you. So here's a question when you do some research about how to prepare for an interview lots of different things online will say you know take a piece of paper a book or a binder with your questions in what do you think about that because I don't I'll be I'll be honest and I do not like the additional bits and bobs and the folders I'm not a huge fan it's so hard you know, I tend to have, I have one bag that I typically take on interviews and that mm-hmm. is a more of a tote bag because mm-hmm. I do like to write down my questions and I like to have them available, but you don't want to feel like you're lugging Jumping. in awkward yeah. things. Mm-hmm. It, and women do because we carry a handbag typically, and then you're trying to shake hands and you likely have a water bottle and everything else, mm-hmm. you know, so I tend to prepare my bag beforehand pretty well and have a way that I can maneuver that. So it's a shoulder bag and go over the shoulder, mm-hmm. leave my hands free. I'm very conscious about that because you don't want to bring in a clutch or something you have to hold in your hands. Cause you want to have the ability to shake hands with anybody at any time yeah. and feel confident in that. I and have... so I, I Sorry, do like, like it. What about, you? no, no, I, I do have like been to have that to extra paper. It. I have been known to leave my bag with the reception. I'm like, can I leave my bag with you? I want both okay. of my hands free um, just like to to do the handshake. I don't, 
want to I sometimes find if I have a bag I put because I want to feel prepared on that day I've probably put more things in there than I would ordinarily like if it's cold and I'm wearing tights I'm probably taking another pair of tights just in case I ladder the ones I have on and then I'm taking makeup because I want to I maybe want to retouch the face so it's probably heavier than on a normal day so Mm. if I'm walking in with that I might no so I I just tend to leave it and I have had a woman who's interviewing me say where's your bag and I said I left it at reception and she was like oh but so I don't take anything into an interview I I'm you can see me now I'm I gesticulate I'm I'm talking with my hands all the time so I feel quite comfortable when there's nothing else for me to think about is that weird? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. No, it's, no, it's not. You know, but it's for some people they may have they may have a nervous tick where they mm-hmm. like shake a hand or or pat a pen. So it may be something for them to hold, hold on, on to. to. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of no- knowing yourself. You know, grip 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 the uh, the notepad with all your might so you're not doing some nervous tick all the time. Mm-hmm. So that may be something to think about. I I like to pre write down my questions though. Otherwise, I really forget because I'm I am typically nervous when I'm going in. Mm-hmm. So I do like to have that written down the other thing I do like to bring is more copies of my resume yeah just in case the people that the people that are not the the people that I'm interviewing with may not be as prepared either they may Mm -hmm. have just been told hey you're interviewing somebody in 30 minutes and they may not have even gotten a chance to get my copy of my resume so I do try to bring that as well for them but I do think it's important to think about it beforehand think about what you're bringing in and how well you maneuver with the things you're choosing Mm -hmm. to bring in the door I think that's a great point because you can feel very awkward and that should never feel awkward you should be nervous because of the interview itself not because of the things you're carrying yeah no I agree with you um so the other thing that I've noticed since I'm in a hiring role is people's body language and you know I I do something like we're human we do things without thinking most of the time but I really I can find it quite difficult to see past or, or to really engage with someone in an interview if they're not smiling or engaging so on top of all of the things that you're you're also trying to recall and put your best answer as much as you can try and fit a smile in there or you know engage with people whether it's eye contact and you know flip from one person to the other uh, it's, especially if you've got a, a woman and a man sometimes I, f- I feel like people direct their attention at one individual instead of you know you're talking to a room or a panel or so you know just give each person equal attention um, it, it's it's a difficult one though isn't it with body language on top of trying to give the good answers on top of trying to you know maintain your composure is a lot to think about it is and I will say that you know it's things we should think about well before we walk into the first interview that we're going into because you need to know your own tics or or idiosyncrasies that you may have I tend to when I'm nervous I will flap my foot flutter my foot. And Mm -hmm. I can tell that's because I'm nervous. So I really do try to think very consciously about getting in a habit of not doing that when Mm -hmm. I'm nervous. Think about it the days before. The other thing I think is important to think about before you're going into an interview is where you're interviewing. And this may be less so in, in England. I don't know. But I interviewed with a company 
that was in New York. It was headquartered mm -hmm. in New York, but I was going to work in their Houston office. And there are definitely some idiosyncrasies in the way that we speak in the United States from mm -hmm. New York to Texas. Right. And there's certain in, in the legal legal world, um, there's voir dire, which is how you, you know, mm -hmm. uh, go speak to a jury, you will, you will go voir dire the jury. Mm -hmm. Well, in Texas, we say voir dire. Oh. Now, oh, if geez. I were to think about those <laughs> words, yes, it's very different. It's very like vitamin D, right? Vitamin, yes. vitamin. So, but, but thinking, thinking about where you're going to interview, where they're headquartered, are there those idiosyncrasies you need to be aware of? I, I say the word y'all all the time. Mm -hmm. Y'all is seen as a Southern word and it's seen as sometimes um, somebody maybe less educated if they say that word, since it's not really a word, although I pretty sure it's in the dictionary now, but in the South, we say y'all. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that can just be, be read by the other party at, as, as a negative on you. And you don't want any of those things that really don't have anything to do with your actual work product mm -hmm. to get in the way, mm -hmm. much like body language. You just want to think about those things before you're going into the interview. Think about where they're from, how they may say these words, especially if it's, if it's specific to an industry mm -hmm. like voir dire and voir dire, mm -hmm. uh, just by, by way of example, just think about what those are and make sure you're cognizant of it. And so that you can kind of practice before you walk in the door, because that sh shouldn't be the thing that they notice mm -hmm. more than anything else. It should be that you're standing out as a great, strong candidate, yeah. not, you know, maybe some verbal tech that you may have. Mm -hmm. Handshakes. Um, I've have lost count of the amount of times that I've had like quite limp fish hands, handshakes. So let's keep them. <laughs> yeah. Practice before, practice before your interview, practice your handshakes. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. You're right. There's either the death grip, that's yeah. the one option, or the, li the limp fish. The limp it's fish. one of the two. You, you know, need to be somewhere, somewhere in the middle. In the need to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> so it's a, it's a great point to practice though. So for, for in, in the UK, you're going to have to tell me wh what is typical there. And in, in the United States, it would be grab the hand palm to palm and, and kind of webbing of the thumb to, to the index finger. And you'd go up or down two or three times at a reasonable um, grip level. And then that would be it. Is that similar in the UK? Is it going to be the same two or three shakes? And then I that's would it? say that the grip is the same. There's less shaking. I feel like it's just okay. a grip one shake and you're done. Maybe I'm overthinking oh. this, but I really do think about handshakes, but there's not much up and down shaking. It's almost like a grip <laughs> one shake done. Done. <laughs> we okay. have really that's like right. gone well, to town on these handshakes. But it's important. No, all of these things are little things. They yeah. are important because you really just want you to stand out. You mm -hmm. don't want these things that are really have nothing to do with it to do to stand out. And so those things like your verbal cues or your body language, your dress, those are all seem so superficial, but they are important and they are how we judge people mm -hmm. for better or worse. So preparing for these judgments and mm -hmm. being confident when you walk in the door, mm -hmm. in addition to knowing your skill set, I think is just key. Mm -hmm. key to getting ready for that depo or I'm excuse me the depo excuse me for the interview that's what I do also for deposition depots so, before I go in, you know I was I was gonna say my one last question because I know we're running up on time but my one last question for you on on getting ready for an interview do you go do a dry run do you um, get in the car do you go where you're going do you learn where you're parking what do you think about that I will always plan at, at the very least plan the route if I'm working maybe somewhere nearby I will go and do like 
a recce and have a look and figure out where it is from where the nearest tube station is or whatever it is and you know plan it in my head um but yes I, I wouldn't necessarily drive there I do try to do a dry run at least to figure out where I'm gonna park mm-hmm. and drive just, ah, just forget just you don't have public transport you don't have very good tra- we don't is that offensive is it offensive if I say you don't have very good public transport no I mean well we we don't have we don't have a big public transport let's just say that we do have some buses but you're right it, it just is not as common and most people drive here so it just would not be convenient to go figure it out downtown because downtown has so many parking garages and some you have to have a pass to get in and Mm -hmm. so you just kind of want to I think you want to remove one element of insecurity or nervousness before Mm -hmm. going if you can whatever you can that's the point of all of these preparations is I think making sure you feel as confident as you can walking in the door because they're nerve-wracking and it makes such a big difference if you if you're if you're the more confident you can be in whatever whatever that means you know if it's you know you've you've had your hair done you've got the outfit right you feel comfortable you can walk in the shoes you know exactly where you're going you've you know thought of some good questions you, you know your cv you know who's interviewing the, do not underestimate how good you will feel on the day when it comes to have having the interview if you've got all of that stuff down then you can you, you will be more relaxed you'll be able to get some of those smiles in there and engage because there's less to be thinking about It's time for the Fast Five. No planning, five questions, real answers. We are ready for the Fast Five, and Mel is going to be starting asking Kieran. So here I go. What is the healthiest thing you do on a regular basis? I would say meditate. And I'm saying it with a smile because I'm really proud of myself that I managed to get some time in doing nothing. But yeah, I feel so much better for meditating. I'm not going to make it sound like I do half an hour morning and afternoon because I don't I probably do about five seven minutes a day and that is where I'm at so yeah that's the healthiest thing I do that's that's a great habit (laughs) what is the strangest habit that you have oh oh I don't know (laughs) right this is so (laughs) I think this is really strange (laughs) so and actually I knew you were going to ask a question like this soon and I've been wondering whether or not I should say this (laughs) Maybe it's weird. Maybe it's not weird. So in my um, mirrored cabinet in the in my bathroom, I have you know like most people, earbud cotton buds, and yeah. pretty much whether I have cleaned my ears already that day or not, if I see the cotton buds, I'm cleaning them again. <laughs> so okay. hopefully who I'm not opening. No, nobody. But who needs to be cleaning their ears? Like you know, every single time they open the bathroom cabin. <laughs> so that's my They're weird thing. Definitely worse. <laughs> definitely worse. Habit. What's your definitely one? You're not habit. getting out of this. What's your weird? Oh, okay, habit? I'm not getting out of this. What is my weird? Ha- <laughs> I, I think I probably told you. Like my weird habit is all of my pills your that pills. I take every day. Like all of the supplements. I just. I take a ton and my husband makes fun of me. Have you done a post Everybody, on this? All my friends. Have you done a post? You know, I have done some on it. And, yeah. you know, the, the ones that give me, for example, energy throughout the day or things like that. Because people always ask, and I know we get we both get this question, you know, how do you do it all mm-hmm. in a day? Well, I, I give some credit to the 
things like the green coffee bean that I take or the green tea extract and the B12 and those things that Mm -hmm. I take, I feel like generally I'm pretty healthy and that helps. Mm -hmm. So, but it is odd. I mean, I really do have probably 40 to 50 pills in a cabinet and I take them every day and that's bizarre. I know that's bizarre. I actually, small, I just, I just portion. want the list. I need the list of what you're taking. Okay. <laughs> I want okay. to know. It's a, I, I, okay. I'll do. That's a, that's a great new post, and I'm in it. I'll, I'll do ones for at least for. I'll talk energy and clarity. I'll do those because yeah, those are some of the it. ones I try to work on for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then here's number three: Who or what inspires you to be a better person? Oh, easy, Poppy. Like she has just changed my life entirely and ask any parent whether or not, you know, they're they're trying to be less shouty, more organized, more. So those things that I sometimes feel like, you know, you need to be more calm, Kieran, you need to get more organized. It's because I'm trying to do that for her. You need to cook, learn to cook better. Like, you know, it's those things I'm I'm doing it for for her so she definitely inspires me to be a better person definitely who inspires you answer you know I would have said for a long time it was some of my best friends and I always told my best friends I don't have dumb friends and and so I always try to be a friend to other people (laughs) that that is like you need to get your stuff together and you need to act like a smart person because I don't have dumb friends but they do the same to me now too and so I'm really grateful for that oh that's so good if we don't have it together, but, but my hands down, you know, um, my husband is just my best friend in the world. And when he went through a, um, a medical issue where, you know, I I was afraid I was going to lose him or just that it was going to be dramatically different in the way that we would respond. He was just so strong through it and just his persistence. It just changed the way I think about him and the way I want to be for him Mm -hmm. uh, just as a person and as a support system. And so just, you know, sometimes crisis does bring out, um, appreciation in ways that you may not have have seen before, and so that was a he's definitely oh, definitely the one that. that I that I'm for now. That's yeah, so yeah, he's the best human, Lovely. best human ever. Best, yeah. So, so okay, here's my next. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know that that counts for Valentine's Day. Yes, <laughs> you're done for Valentine's uh, good, Day. Good, good, good. Check. Well, it's, this is what I should probably tell you is that we, I, we, neither one of us really know what day we got married. We only just celebrate the weekend of Memorial Day, which in the <laughs> States is just the last, like we don't really know our day, so that's terrible. You two are <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Honestly, no it's so funny. On that. We just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, it. so would you rather, would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Um, oh, I asked you something similar. Would I rather? I think I'd rather be early, but I think I'm 10 minutes late. I'm 10 minutes late. And I tell you why this is why I am because I actually, so there's a time that I know I should leave and a time that I know I'll get there on time. And so I live, leave myself that buffer and it just never, it just never happens. So I need to take a leaf out of my husband's book, which is leave in time to be early don't leave in time to be on time you're never on time so I need to that's right that's a great point okay here is my last one I don't even know you're so young in your career you may not have thought about this where do you want to retire 
where in like, the do world? You want to move from London? Do you want to stay? Yeah. I need sunshine. I need sunshine. And the <gasps> way London's going, I love London. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm bad mouthing my city, and but <laughs> I really shouldn't do that. But I absolutely love London. But what has been happening with the weather? If this continues to happen for the next however many years, I will have to leave. I'm really sorry. You're moving in with me. <laughs> I will have Yay! to leave. I just need sunshine and I don't know where that is, but I need more sunshine than London is currently offering. And that notwithstanding that we had a fantastic week last week, but if when I retire, I will probably split my year and do the summer here and the winter somewhere sunnier. Houston, sure. Texas. Houston, Houston Texas. Houston, Texas, y'all. Come on. <laughs> right. You got it. Don't say that in an interview, though. No. Okay. <laughs> I won't. So. All right. All right. It's your fast. It's your fast five. Right. Here's my fast five. So, what do you call your grandparents? Okay. So I had a lot of grandparents. That mm-hmm. is a loaded question. My parents, my parents divorced mm-hmm. and I got new or step grandmothers, grandfathers on both sides. So in my East Texas, I have Meemaw and Papa. That's East Texas. Right. In Louisiana, I had Nanny and Papa. Mm-hmm. In te- South Texas, I had Nana and Granddaddy or Baba Louie. He went by both which is, I don't know really where that came from, but that's what his other home was. And then I had Georgia, um, which was my other aunt, uh, excuse me, which was my other um, grandma and she was Georgia. So there's- Oh my gosh, I had no idea. We- I thought you were just going to say grandma and grandpa. And you've come up with four no, like- te- Texas is weird. No, it's a, it's a Texas thing. It is because my, my husband said the same thing. He's like, what are you talking about? When you, <laughs> you have all these grandparents and you call them all these things- because he's from Chicago and he'll say grandmother and grandfather. That's what we That's call it. them. Yeah. That is so, hilarious. No. There you go. More than you wanted. I love it. So what is your favorite childhood memory? I there's will say it has to be. Yeah, there's a ton. There is a ton because I my parents are great parents. But I definitely have to say there's this place I remember and I've always wanted this in my house ever since I went there. It was in Cozumel and it was a round window and my mom has pictures of me in it. And I would sit in this window and watch, watch the beach. And it was just so relaxing happened from this humongous round window. And so that to me is just, it was a time when you didn't have to do anything or plan anything. Mm -hmm. And I still like to this day, want a big round window that I can sit in and watch the beach or water. I just like water. So my parents were really good about taking us on vacations to places, but Mexico is quite close for us. So that wasn't too far, but um, it was really lovely. And I love the big round window. It still reminds me of a, a place to be calm. How about that? I like that. I really like that. Um, Third question, are you a dog person or a cat person? Only dogs, only dogs. Hate cats. Yeah, no, no to the cats. <laughs> and no to the cats. Hate cats. Do you have right, a dog? So I'll give you a... We did. He passed away just last year. I will tell you. So my parents, here's a random story. My parents, I told them when I was a teenager that I wanted a dog. And my mom and dad got me a kitty. And I named it Stupid Kitty. <laughs> Because I knew that I wanted a dog. And they were like, well, I thought you just wanted a pet. 
And I was like, no, I told you I wanted a dog. And so Stupid Kitty did outlive the dog that they did eventually give me after that. But I did oh love Stupid gosh. Kitty, but it wasn't a dog. And I'm really just saying I'm a dog person. But Stupid Kitty was sweet. She no, was very, what? very sweet. Please don't um, tell me you called a cat Stupid Kitty its entire life. Of course. Yes, we did. Oh, my gosh. That's I... so funny. She had an alternative <laughs> name, June. That was alternative, but it was predominantly stupid kitty, but she was very well taken care of and we did love her very much. But I do I do just really like dogs. They have so much more personality and they're not so finicky. They're just they'll love you no matter what. And that's the best part of a dog. Oh, I do quite like dogs, but I just don't have the time, unfortunately. Um I uh, know. What what number was that? Was that four that was the that was three. That was three. Number four. Can you touch your nose with your tongue? Can I? No, I can't. I have. Go on, try. I... <laughs> no, I can't. No, I know I can't. So when I was a kid, I was supposed to have my tongue clipped. Oh, underneath you my tongue, tongue tie. I have, you have tongue it's tie. Still connected. I am. Oh. I am. But I can do weird things. Can you see this? Oh yes. <laughs> can you see? <laughs> That's the weird thing I could do. And I'm uh... sorry, our podcast. Are cannot see that fun fun trick but i and my literally my tongue is tied down and if i had a speech impediment they were going to cut it but since i didn't have a speech impediment they never cut it and so the short answer is no but no. i can do <laughs> ah. all sorts <laughs> no, of... all i need to put this on youtube this video oh my gosh it's brilliant it's brilliant wait for our live podcast y'all oh this would be so funny here's i don't okay, know if this last, tr- last question yeah. i don't know if this translates but are but okay. do you prefer being the big spoon or the little spoon? No, no spoon. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you one if of those? Means... Would you draw a line down the bed and literally be like, you stay there? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So funny. So, like, no, uh... I will look, I will snuggle with the husband and, and I when it's time think to sleep, I like, it's like bye. That's right. Do not touch me at all. Like when our feet touch, we both jump. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. So not the big spoon, not the small spoon, just like we'll cuddle and then good night. And then really, yeah, that's, that, that's so funny. I really love the, the answers that you give to these questions never cease to amaze me. And when I actually listen back to this podcast, because I do listen back to it, I am in fits of laughter. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening and to our cackles of laughter. Hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. This episode is generously sponsored by Blonde Biscotti Coffee and Biscotti Bar in the heart of Houston, Texas. They are proud to serve third wave coffee and soft baked biscotti, blondebiscotti.com. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on iTunes so you never miss a show. And we want to hear from you, so please feel free to send us your questions and comments to notwonderwomanpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us at our website, notwonderwoman.com.